0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard The Premiership is back as Celtic stay top with a 3-1 win at Kilmarnock It was points over performance for Rangers as they saw St Mirren at Ibrox And it's advantage Motherwell in the battle for third as they beat closest rivals Aberdeen I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson It was business as usual last night Gordon for Celtic and Rangers Very impressive win for Celtic down at Rugby Park People may have thought oh that could be a tricky one for Celtic but they they were firmly in control of the game. Rangers weren't at their best, but broke down a, a stubborn St Myrne and Motherwell. Like you say, what a result up at Petodre. A lot of pressure going up there. And, you know, with Derek McInnes' squad being back to almost full fitness, Motherwell went up there and got a great result. But plenty of talking points other than the results. Lee Griffiths will be there. You know, people talking about him, people talking about the challenge on Frimpong. So... Looking forward to the show this evening. Yeah, exciting times last night, Gordon. The top three all winning. It's not about... I know that as a fan going along there and paying your money just now, especially Celtic Rangers, um, it's all about getting the three points. I thought Celtic were impressive last night at Rugby Park. Uh, early on, I was a bit concerned about the pitch. It was, you know, players were sliding all over the place. Um, but Celtic got the job done Even 2-1 uh, When it went to 2-1 You're thinking Can Kilmarnock Put a little bit of pressure on But I thought Celtic Handled that very very well At Ibrox Defoe uh, The one thing about him is Put decent balls in the box He gets on the end And uh, They pick up that Valuable three points and uh, keeps them right on the heels of Celtic 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need Every single team in the Premiership Played last night So no excuses that your team weren't in action We've been waiting over three weeks To get some reaction to some actual football Some actual top flight football matches We've been waiting quite some time So let us know what you made of the games last night Were you there? Even better You can give us the eyewitness account Did you watch it on the television? Maybe you kept up with it on the radio Whatever it was Let us know what you made of your team last night What stood out? Who was good? Who was bad? What about the the referee? The moments of controversy, drama, the talking points It's all up to you 01419511025 And on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let's hear from Neil Lennon He says the display last night Was some of the best football They've played in a while He says it could have been A tricky fixture And also that Jeremy Frimpong's injury Isn't as bad as first feared Outstanding performance I think it's uh, a difficult place to come I think sometimes the surface Can be difficult But we made uh, easy weather of it tonight And you know 3-1 win 3 outstanding goals But um, more importantly The performance was top class the players were top class, their attitude was top class. Um, so I'm absolutely delighted in the context of of the season. That's as good as we've played for a while. Is there a blow with Frimpong? What's the update? I wouldn't think it's a fracture. Um, he's up walking about on it, so that's good news. So we'll just have to see the severity of the bruising on it, that's all. The rhetoric on the show leading up to the fixture, Mark, was that of course Celtic would be expected to win, as they more often than not are. But if you were to go and handpick a fixture to come back from the winter break, that certainly wouldn't no, have been it. Come on, no. it can be very difficult to break down. They got back to winning ways in the cup. You're going down there with the pitch. Um, you can't really make excuses for Celtic because they have a really big squad, but still, no, you know, no Ryan Christie, no James Forrest. So hmm. taking all those things into account, 
it's easy to see why Neil Lennon was delighted yeah. with the outcome I thought they handled it uh, brilliantly last night Like you say, you only have to look back to last year Where Rangers found it so difficult going to Rugby Park And you know, you take the pitch into consideration as always But, you know, under Alex Dyer You know, and and a big win that Kelly got at the weekend And, and the Cup, I know it was against Queen's Park But it still boosts confidence So I was never going to be an easy tie But Celtic I thought started the game well and, and continued that way even when Kelly got back in the game and, and scored I, I didn't think Celtic were in any real serious trouble um, interesting to see the shape that Neil Lennon went with you know we've always been used to seeing Celtic mainly this season 4-2-3-1 you know he got a lot of criticism for playing that way against Rangers but last night you know going with the three centre backs and um, you know the five in midfield and, and, and two up front you know, certainly paid off. Uh, well, of course, it paid off when you see your two strikers scoring, and it looks a shape that Celtic were comfortable with. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if it goes along with that. You know, when James Forrest comes back and Christie comes back, it raises questions what you go to. But it shows when guys like that are out, real match winners are out. You can bring in and charm. You know, you can play with Hayes. You can play with you know Frimpong higher up as a wing back, and it worked. And Griffiths coming back, scoring a couple of goals, he looks in good shape. Yeah, they both played, they both scored Gordon, we don't see two strikers very often Is that something that you can see them persisting with for a while? Yeah Yeah, yeah 100% I like to look at it last night, Gordon I watched Celtic against Partick uh, with the two up top And I said that it's going to take a bit of time to get to know each other's game uh, I thought they looked uh, very good last night I think they linked up well uh, They played as a partnership last, last night for me uh, you've got two guys that are used to playing as a lone striker at Celtic So mm. when you go with a partner up there Sometimes it comes difficult But the look is going to be a really, really good for them So what did you make of Celtic's performance last night? What about the front two? Is that something you would like to see kept for a while? Or have you got other ideas? 01419511025 You Rangers fans, what did you make of it? It was clearly more about the three points than the performance Stephen Gerrard's warning Fans can't expect them to blow away every opponent Of course there was some frustration on the night as uh, the 1-0 victory was secured but the manager says it's simply the result that matters It's three important points um, Gets us closer to where we want to be I think that's six wins on the spin now and only one Yeah Step back, I think it's in 20, 21 games. So, look, it's, I'm positive, I'm happy. Um, I understand some of the frustrations going around the fans and some of my players frustrated that they haven't scored two goals and three goals and four goals. But look, over the course of a season, it's not going to be perfect every game. Um, we're still trying to find our top gear and our top rhythm. I understand all that, but um, it's a win, it's a clean sheet. I thought defensively we were very sound and... Um, we could have killed the game off late on with some breakaways and some half chances, but it wasn't to be. But we, we'll take the win and move on. So, Rangers fans, what did you make of it? Are you singing from the same hymn sheet as the manager? It's just about the points, nothing else matters. Or were you a bit frustrated uh, that the margin of victory wasn't more comfortable? You tell us. 01419511025. Stuart's in Canvas Lang. He's a Celtic fan, going to kick things off tonight. What did you make of it, Stuart? I thought the job, job done there. I thought it played very well. Um, considering the pitch, I don't like that pitch, but they've done the job and done what they had to do. But the point I'd like to make is just <clears throat> for me, he's not kicked a ball for months. Who, who are you talking about, Stuart? You broke up there, sorry. James Forrest, he's not kicked a ball for months. Um, and I like Fringpong on the way, playing as a winger. Um, 
do you think you could play him as a winger? Um, and do you think James Forrest to get back in the team? I think James Forrest is certain to get back in the team. I think he's too important for... He's keep saying that. Yeah. You tell me what James Forrest has done for weeks and months. He's not done nothing. See against Rangers, the guy was the... He was non-existent. You just go back to against Rangers. Uh, there's a lot of players uh, with Celtic didn't play particularly well against no. Rangers. But I think James Forrest this season has Come played on. as well as anyone. He's scoring goals. No. He's creating goals. Um, no. I, 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 I don't Stuart, agree with you, Gordon. I don't agree with you. It's your opinion, mate, and it's mine's. Um, where you're talking about Frimpong playing as a winger, uh, I know he started there, but I liked him last night. I thought the formation looked good last night with the two wing backs. I like him yeah. in a wing back position. Sometimes it's very easy, it's like the Rangers fans used to say, well, Tavernier can play one up as a win. No, he can't. Sometimes they like to see the full length of the pitch coming onto the ball and, and seeing that space and driving into it. I think that's where his strength mm. is. But Stuart, I think that you'll find probably Neil Lennon will agree with me. I think that James Forrest, the minute he's fit, will be back in the team. Having said that, Mark, a lot of it perhaps will come down to which shape Neil Lennon yeah. decides to persevere with. If it is going to be... The sort of three-five-two, the the rough version of of that which we saw last night. Then, then I suppose Frimpong is tailor-made for that role. I think so. I think Frimpong will, that that looks his strongest position. You know, not quite a winger, but he's he's got the full length to to go ahead of him. You know, he's not got a winger restricting him, and he he thrived. He flourished in that role last night. Now, if it's a three-five-two. Listen, I agree with Daz with James Forrest. I'm a big James Forrest fan. I know he divides the fans, and he's not had the best. Two months uh, His career If it's a 3-5-2 where, where do you fit him in To that system You know Playing him as a wing back I don't think James A likes playing there that much But Frimpong you can see Is tailor made for it And of course it, You need to keep three Strong centre half Fit To play that system And with Simunovic back You know Iron Julian It looked good You know It looked strong It looked powerful They had pace in the wide areas and it worked, especially with two up front. So, you know, it's great to have James Forrest fit uh, and Christy fit. And Christy will come in because he can play central. But if it's looking good and it's getting results... Do you think they'd leave Forrest out, Mark? Listen, I, I, I just think I if really it continues don't. to look good with Frimpong in the wide area, I mean, James isn't is a wing-back. So, would I, he play I, him there? Not, well, he could play there. I don't think it's his best position. I think Frimpong's tailor-made for that position. I just think Neil Lennon likes James Forrest so much and what he brings to the team that when Forrest comes back fit, I'm sure Forrest will be in the starting eleven. I mean, sure, Mark agrees with you that the last couple of months haven't been vintage James Forrest, but even even taking that into account, he's averaging a goal every two games from a wide position this season. He's the reigning player of the year in Scotland. Surely it wouldn't be a surprise to see him come back into the team. I watch James Forrest week out, week in, week out. I pay money to watch him. I was at the Rangers game. The Frank Fong's telling him to go wide in the right hand side. Where's Forrest going inside? Because he didn't want the ball. He didn't want to get involved in the game. Now I played football. He, want, he didn't want to know the game. He just didn't want to get involved. Because somebody had him hard right away. See, after that, he didn't want to know. And see, if we go to Ivox and play James Forrest, Rangers will be us. That, you mark my words. So, 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 so you're, you're going to base the defeat at Ibrox all in the fact that if Celtic plays yes, James yes, Forrest, how yes. many games? Hold on, how many games has James Forrest played against uh, Rangers and won? How, how many, many good games has he played against Rangers? How many good games has he played against Rangers? They don't score the winner against uh, them. Yeah, Plenty, Stuart. Yeah, you're you're basing this all in in one game against Rangers. 
Uh, Gordon's just gave you the stats. Okay, the is uh, James Forrest has, has set such a high standard, and all all of a sudden, if he takes a little bit of dip, then you're on saying, well, he shouldn't be in the team. Gordon's just gave you the stats of what he's he's brought to the party for Celtic this season, not just this season. But seasons uh, prior to that as well, I think you're being a wee bit hard on James Forrest, to be honest with you, Stuart. We've all got our opinions, we all like different players, but I think James Forrest is a big player for Celtic. Thank you to Stuart and Canvas Lang, it's 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from you Rangers fans, what did you make of the performance last night? Was it all about the points, or would you prefer more in the way of a convincing performance? You tell us, you're the one that watched it, you're the one that kept an eye on things all night What did you make of it? 0141951 uh, Let's speak to Mark Who's also a Celtic fan on the line Hi Mark Hi uh, What does um, Greg Taylor have to do To get a game every week? I mean The guy that keeps getting a, a game ahead of him are, are, are inferior in my opinion Is it just that, that Lennon didn't want to, Didn't want him Didn't, didn't, didn't sanction the signing Or so I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know what's going on With the coach and stuff I don't, I don't know how Bolly and Hayes Get a game ahead of Taylor Did you think Johnny Hayes How do you think He, he did last night? I thought he was poor I thought I thought he was Poor But a couple of times He played the ball inside Which was, was A terrible ball to, um, to Julian And there was another one Inside to, to Somebody else Where we lost possession again it Just he, He's a winger This is the problem With, with, with modern fullbacks is they tend to be wingers and then we, and not just Celtic, but all teams tend to try to turn them into fullbacks and stuff like that, and positionally and stuff like that. They're hopeless, they don't have any defensive attributes, etc. Mm. I, th- I think he's suited. I think Johnny Hayes is more suited to, to being a wingback now. I think, um, you know, he's got to that age now that he's not got that electric burst of pace that he had, you know, in his Aberdeen days. Um, and I think he does a, a good job defensively for Celtic And I think just that in-between role I think if Celtic are thinking about playing that position He's a good bet Listen Mark, I'm, again I'm, I'm a Greg Taylor fan uh, And I'd like to see You're not telling me that, that Hayes or Bolly are better than Taylor No, that's that's what I'm saying I'm saying I'm a Greg Taylor fan And I'd like to see more of him But it's obvious Neil likes uh, Johnny Hayes he, He's played him in big games I mean, the, the Lazio game away where we're all thinking, you know, Greg Taylor's there or who's he going to play and he plays Johnny Hayes and wasn't he working for the, the first wee bit but he grew into the game and he he ended up a, a top choice that night and he, he tends to play him more often than not in these big big occasions. So he sees him every day, Mark. He he sees Greg Taylor every it's day. Lenny's, it's Lenny's judgment that I'm quest, questioning. I, I, I don't think defensively. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they know what they're looking for defensively when it comes to players and stuff like that. Some of the guys that get a game, is, as I said, I don't, I don't know what's happening in training. But as I said, if Greg Taylor's not your number one left back, that there's something wrong with the coaching staff. Well, well, Mark. At the end of the day, uh, the coaching staff are, no disrespect, probably better equipped to make that decision than, than someone that goes along pays their money yeah, that's what see, they're paid for they do and see these underst- players all the time yes, but Mark isn't what, alone it's worth bearing right, in mind I, right. I, you know Here's, everything in, in this show you, you get differences of opinion but so many people get in touch wondering what an earth Greg Taylor well, needs the, to do here's my, here's, here's what my next point was going to be this Gordon I was falling up with it I like to start low and then come high at the end of it um, <laughs> you look at <laughs> you look at Partick Thistle He played against Partick Thistle Right He goes to Kilmarnock 
The strange thing about me, I can understand if it's anywhere else that if he plays Johnny Hayes, fine, choice. Greg Taylor's played there for most of his career. He knows that pitch. He knows everything about the pitch. He knows his surroundings. I thought he was tailor-made to play, especially as a wing-back last night at Rugby Park. But Neil Lennon, as you quite rightly said, he's watching these guys in training every day and he felt Johnny Hayes was the right decision last night and it was the right decision because they won 3-1. Right, Mark, it was a 3-1 victory. Give us something you were happy about. Happy with the three points. That was it. I don't think they played particularly well. Happy to get the three points. But as I said... uh, I, I just know in, in, in the following weeks, I said, you know, Greg Taylor won't get a game again unless it's a a lesser game, you know, like like maybe the Scottish Cup or something like that. But as I said, how Bolly and Hayes get a, get a game ahead of them, it's just it's, it's, it's beyond me. Okay, we'll leave that there. Thank you very much to Mark, who's a Celtic fan, on the line. We're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard. We've got Alistair, who's a Rangers fan. He's waiting patiently, and we'll get his thoughts on last night's game at Ibrooks next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Looking for your reaction To your team's performance last night Every single team in the Premiership involved The top league back with a bang With a full midweek fixture card under the lights So what did you make of it? Give us a call Or tweet us at Clyde SSB Alistair is a Rangers fan from Corker Hill. How would you describe Rangers' performance last night, Alistair? It was totally dire, Gordon. As of last Friday as well. The only consolation is we've had two clean sheets, but there's no penetration coming through from the midfield to try and ignite the forward line. Uh, right, well, I mean, I don't think you'll be alone in perhaps being critical of the performance. Alistair, what about Stephen Gerrard's take though That surely the three points is the most important thing And you can't expect to blow teams away all the time No, I wouldn't agree with that Gordon Because the goal overage could come into play Come the end of the season You've just got to go and do your best To take teams off the park But Rangers do seem to struggle against well-organised setups. Listen, it is difficult sometimes at home When teams come with, with a game plan to frustrate And the, the the, ah, but they've every reason to do that You know Because if they open up And be expansive Then Rangers do Run a mock and score Four and five And why would you want that You want to give yourself The best opportunity It's up to Rangers To, to break that Down You know And uh, and St- uh, Listen Stephen Gerrard's right It's not always going to be Sparkling football I mean It's funny The first three callers We've had on You know Two Celtic fans And one Rangers fans And they're Oh well, uh, wasn't it great and made it uh, three points I mean remember this time last year Rangers come back slip up the first game and they find it difficult to clock back since then it could have easily have been that way for Celtic after disappointment of the, the Rangers game and going to Kelly but it wasn't and it's so a wee bit doom and gloom and they're, they're tricky fixtures these ones Coming back and getting back into league business I know it wasn't vintage Alistair But that is the sixth win in a row And within those six games Rangers have conceded once It was against Celtic And I can already hear people saying Aye and that one came off Callum McGregor's arm and that, Or Odson Edwards arm mm. And shouldn't have counted So you know As part of a bigger picture Surely it's Surely you can find some optimism somewhere Well I'm not the one that presses a panic button Gordon And I disagree with what Mark says Because you want to beat teams, but Rangers were lucky in the counter last night. Said Murray played from out of defence very well, and we were perhaps lucky that they didn't have much firepower up front, or it could have been a different result. Well, Alistair, what do you disagree with what I said? What, uh, what about what? 
I'm not moaning about it. I'm only saying it was a bad game. No, I'm no picker, I can assure you. I've I've seen it all. Who's wrong with you, Katie? I think he's in a bad mood Grumpy Mushroom uh, I've never seen I've never seen Grumpy Mushroom before On behalf of this guy Standing next to me Somebody's rattled his cage What's your problem? I think so Because he's, he's normally Quite calm, cool, collect ah, He's been a long day I think it's that big job It's getting to him This is what happens In the transfer window At the bottom of the league That's what happens Anyway Gordon On a more serious note We're going to get this This is Par for the course in this city Because we've got two massive teams With massive expectations And sometimes for some people Three points isn't enough Yeah I think it is just now Gordon I think it's so important uh, I totally understand the supporter going along to You know Ibrox last night for instance I think a lot of Rangers supporters Would be thinking this could be if You know if we go and play it'll be 3-4 And we'll get plenty of entertainment Plenty of goals But you said it there Six wins Lost one goal You'd be happy with that It's all about picking up the points If you can get a performance on top of that And more goals Brilliant But I will go back and say that We've had the winter break Rangers have come back Now on Friday night They made seven or eight changes So This is last night Guys just getting back into The run of the, the, the league The fitness Everything The match sharpness Whatever it may be Sometimes you've got to give credit to the opposition Jim Goodwin went along there He mentioned it the other night there before a game With a game plan Certainly a game plan You know, you've got to say worked a little bit Because I think a lot of people Maybe would have been looking at A lot more than one goal And they've done okay against Celtic and Rangers haven't they? Done, I, I, yeah. I, Granted the points total isn't there But they've, they've managed to frustrate both at times Yeah, so uh, for me just now uh, And it's the same at the weekend If... You know, if Ross County come to Celtic Park and make it difficult and Celtic win that 1-1-0 one, one, or 2-1 or whatever it may be, you've just got to accept that that's the way it is just now. It's a three points. And Hearts against Rangers, Rangers will be the same. They, they would love to walk out of town, Castle saying, by the way, you didn't play well today, but we'll get three points in the back. Alistair, thank you very much for your thoughts, even though you seem to have upset Mark Wilson, which doesn't happen very often, mm. but uh, we'll, we'll try and calm him down mm. between now and eight o'clock. That was Alistair <laughs> on the line. Uh, let's hear more from Stephen Gerard was of course Jermaine Defoe who scored the only goal He remained up front in the absence of Alfredo Morelos uh, Stephen Gerrard says other players returning uh, will help out as well When he's not available for whatever reason you're always going to miss him Because he's a, he's a top striker um, And he's been in terrific form for us But again Jermaine Defoe's been big for us That's two, two starts on the spin, two goals um, So we're really happy with that but yes, we need him back uh, as, as quick as possible. Uh, James as well, obviously our captain, who is a big threat from the right-hand side and provides quality for us. Uh, another big loss, Greg Stewart, who's capable of opening the block with quality, is another big miss. So, with all having said that, it's 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 even more so and even more positive win. Joe and Canvas Lang, what do you make of the way Jermaine Defoe is leading the line in the absence of Morelos? 
Well, I was I was going to make up some of the guy before, but I don't know if I want to upset Mark. No, don't. Please. No, calm down now. He's on you. Go. He used that time listening to Stephen Gerrard to just calm himself down. He's fine. All right. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I was at the game last night. I, I got to all the games, and I think Jermaine Defoe. I mean, I'm I'm delighted he's at Rangers. I'm delighted he's in our squad. But I think that's what he is. I think he's a squad player. Although I mean, he's an excellent finisher. His career is. Fantastic, but I think last night showed how much we do miss Morelos. It's very, very frustrating watching Rangers sometimes because defensively and in midfield we've been decent, but it seems to be in that final third last night we're getting up to the 18 yard box. Then St. Mirren, as you quite rightly said, Gordon, St. Mirren played, uh, Jim, whatever his name was, played to, yeah, Jim Goodwin, sorry, he played to frustrate us. He came out and said during the week that's what he was going to do and fair play to the guy, that's what he did. But we just seem incapable of breaking these teams down. And when it comes to that ball, that cutting ball, that sliding ball through, the striker not to run on you, there was just no options last night. And you could really feel the frustration in the fans. And you're thinking, I, I said to my son, I said, this has got 1-1 one, one written all over it. Because St Mirren had two attacks, maybe the 72nd and 74th minute. There was a header the boy was through. And if the boy had been a bit more clinical, he would have scored. And I just it just worries me the fact that we're... Over, we're over-personnelled, if you like, in midfield. We seem to have an abundance of midfielders and wingers. We're OK in defence. But there's last night. We've got Jermaine Defoe available. Greg Stewart's injured. Alfredo Morelos is suspended. At the start of the season, you're watching Morelos as a Rangers fan and you're thinking he's going to start behaving himself. His disciplinary record's going to be better. And then he goes and does... It's the one moment of madness or two moments of madness. And he's out for two games or three games. And we just, we just can't have that. I'm fascinated by this stuff, Gordon, because mm. it's not to say that I'm disagreeing with Joe. Ultimately, Jermaine Defoe, I mean, he is a squad player because he's, mm-hmm. he is back up to Alfredo Morelos. He's got 16 goals in 28 appearances. Now, most of those appearances will be off the bench as well. He, he comes in and scores the winner last night. I, th- I, I know overall in the 90 minutes it might not seem enough to guys like Joe, but... The one thing about Defoe is, is simple for me, Gordon. If you get the supply to him, Nine out of ten, he puts the ball in the back in it. He's a terrific striker. It has been it throughout his career. If you go and just as a young player coming into the game and you're wanting to learn the game, I thought two strikers last night. Edward for his for his goal, his his touch of the ball to put the ball by the goalkeeper was brilliant. If you look at the full last night, as Barisic is playing that ball in, he's behind the defender and his movement not just that. One, two yards Gets in front Bang, it's in the back of it I think Devoe Has been absolutely brilliant For Rangers I really do He is a squad player You're right Because Morelos Is the first pick But you can't say You know Well, we know it's going to be Because Defoe's playing up for it I think You get the service to Defoe He'll do the rest for you I think he's that quality I really do I think the problem is I think Rangers May be a little bit rusty Maybe the fact I didn't watch a game last night, just seen the highlights because I was watching the Celtic game. Um, maybe a little bit rusty, Gord. It's their first game back, they're at home, massive crowd there. St. Mirren make it difficult, put everybody behind the ball, try and hit them in the counter attack. That's what's going to happen now at the end of the season until Celtic come. It's as simple as that, but it's all about three points. You're a good man, Joe. Thank you very much for the call. Let's hear from Celtic captain Scott Brown. He says he would be facing calls to be banned if he was responsible for the kind of challenge that saw Jeremy Frimpong stretched off at Kilmarnock. It was Alan Power who brought him down late on in the 3-1 win. The Celtic captain's looking for a bit more consistency. 
If I done the tackle, it's becomes reckless and everyone's surrounding the ref and stuff like that. And uh, it's one of those ones, and we've seen it back and both feet are off the ground as well. So I think if I'm in that situation, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of punters, there's a lot of fans putting pressure on me to get a suspension, to get sent off and stuff like that. So I think it's the levels that we want maintained. So the same thing happens every single game. Willie's a Celtic fan from Parkhead. What did you make of the tackle, Willie? I thought it was, uh, it was definitely a booking. I don't think it was a red, but I definitely thought it was a, a booking. He's two feet left the ground and uh, tied on, and I thought it was a, definitely a yellow card. So is that the bit that surprises you then? I know there's many people calling for a red, but the fact that it wasn't even a yellow, is that the bit that surprises you? Uh, I think that's a bit that surprised me. I thought it was definitely a, a, a yellow card anyway, so definitely, definitely a yellow, yellow card. Verdict from you two in the studio? Couldn't agree more With Willie there I thought so you don't it was think a, it was a red either? No I don't I think it was a yellow I thought he, he got a wee nick in the ball That he's forced it, His feet definitely are off the ground And the force he goes into it You know is, is pretty hefty Sounds like a red then No I didn't <laughs> say I didn't said. say excessive force I says it was hefty don't know, Hefty sure. force yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> Hefty is different from excessive But no I think I think it should have been a booking on with Willie in this one Gordon uh, I think it's uh, The pace he comes in uh, Gordon I think Would you have been surprised If it was a red then? Uh, yeah I thought I'm, I'm with Willie I thought it was a yellow card I thought it was a booking Because he does get the ball And clearly gets the ball Yeah but we know and now we, the, the, We're well used to yeah. now Though getting the ball is irrelevant you, but, isn't it? Do you know another thing going I could, I could be totally wrong I, As I say I watched the game And the, the, the first 20 minutes I couldn't believe how many players were sliding all over the place in the pitch, right? I don't know if it had been water, what had happened to it, but they were sliding all over the place. Power comes in at such a pace, he goes sliding in there, he does win the ball. Yeah, unfortunately for my young player of the year, he gets injured, but I'm sure he'll be back, I'll have a word with him, we'll get him back and uh, get him back playing quickly. But I do think that it was a yellow card. I don't think it was a red. And by the way, I'm not. I'm not saying it was. I'm just trying to make sure that we assess it properly because you always hear this about getting the ball. We know that that doesn't matter. We know tackling and challenges. It's completely different now. And getting the ball, it's not even worth mentioning, really. Like I say, I'm, I'm not. I don't really care. I'm not here to give an opinion on whether it was a yellow or a red. But I just want it to be. I, I still think way. you can you can tackle and you can still have force in your tackle without it being oh that's an automatic red. I know the game's moved on and you can't tackle now than you could even ten years ago. Never mind you know back when Daz played. But oh, I, I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but I mean it's it, you can still put a a challenge in like that. I, I get what Scott Brown's saying because Scott Brown's high profile people you know would have been. You know, on his case, saying, "Oh, this should have been a ban." But I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, a midfielder, you know, who's who's a leader and likes that battle, you know, would they don't like to injure players, but they go in with an intent of winning the ball, and if that means we're a wee bit of force, then so be it. But I don't think it was a red. Well, he would he make a Scott Brown's take on it? He says, if it was him, everyone would be calling for a ban. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be. It was just not, but we see it with the green eyes, didn't we? Um, no, I just see it with him. But what would disappoint me with that Celtic supporter about James Forrest? See if he doesn't want to go to him, I'll get somebody to take his ticket, and we'll go and watch his watch it. And the, the more he goes, I go to my work and I have a bad day. Everybody goes to work and have a bad day. The boy's having a bad day, but I do that. You just go on me and just 
support the boy It's very true I mean Gordon and Mark do it every Thursday But we invite them back Because yeah. they're, they're nice guys And we enjoy their company Thank you very much to Willie In Parkhead Giving us his take on that tackle From Alan Power Scott Brown Says he would be facing calls To be banned if it was him That was the take of Willie In Parkhead 01419511025 At Clyde SSB On Twitter In case you hadn't noticed uh, Lee Griffiths Chucked a ball of tape Or something along those lines Into the Kilmarnock crowd last night We're going to get Neil Lennon's verdict next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Wilson and Gordon DL Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which reminds me It was this time last week That, yeah. that you two had an empty so was I And I had, I had to head off and, and catch a flight You two Inexplicably Were left to your own devices I must say Mark We were getting some good feedback About your performance Is that right? Yeah <laughs> You wasted, the you wasted the Not so much Gordon's But I heard you You took the lead no, You stepped ah, up Listen He was bringing us down yeah. uh, he, he started putting The old professional voice on That he'd obviously been practising we, And we one, binned him Early doors one crack at it And you messed it up Everyone kept telling me Honestly They, they, they kept mentioning the, the job that he did The role that he did And they kept saying Mark Wilson What a great Anchor he was I'm sure it was Anchor uh, it was what, uh, I'm sure it was that I, I'm sure it was Ant and Deck I'm uh, not too sure If it was Deck um, but It sounded you, like Did you enjoy oh, it? You great. didn't burn the studio down no. We're all good I was, uh, he's A wee bit nerve-wracking No, but it's nerve-wracking When you like, Take my hat off to you When you have to read something But Speak at the same time I know that sounds stupid what, As uh, in read it aloud uh-huh. Ah Like uh-huh. and then Get rid of a caller I felt I feel terrible the next Like caller. moving on to the next caller You know uh, Cutting them off with the same And night. just Well I wanted to say all the best And hope your day well, goes well you But can, You can do that well. he, he tried to copy you Gordon And instead of just going with the flow Being natural You were giving start... it all Welcome to Clyde One Super yeah. Scoreboard oh, one, four, I am one, one, nine, five, one, <laughs> one, oh, two, five. You know, <laughs> uh, anyway, it was good fun. Holiday it's, go well. It's, it's nice for you to be on our show tonight. Aye, aye. Do I feel yeah, thanks for having me back. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon. He says he'll back Lee Griffiths all the way after a confrontation with a Kilmarnock fan last night. You may have seen it as he was coming off. He took the tape from his socks, I think, rolled up. Threw it into the Kilmarnock section Just behind the dugout He says the striker was the victim of unsavoury abuse And his behaviour was exemplary According to the Celtic boss Neil Lennon He was getting a lot of abuse Unsavoury abuse that was totally uncalled for He was backed up by himself And his teammates on the bench It was just I thought his behaviour tonight was exemplary At times we take uncalled for abuse And um, he, he didn't do anything wrong People can blow it up into what it was. It was nothing, and um, he always seems to get you know controversy surrounding him. But I'll back him to the hilt on this one. His behaviour tonight was was top class, as was his performance. Maybe he said that I'm saying the abuse was it overstepping the mark. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say overstepping the mark, but it was abuse that was uncalled for. The kid had played well. He hadn't got himself into any bother on the pitch. He goes and sits down, and he gets gets abuse from supporters. So. You know, in this day and age, we have to accept that and behave in a sanitised way, and he did. So, again, you're looking for a story that's just not there, and if there is a story, then I'll back him and defend him to the hilt. Do you have any concerns? There might be some fallout from it, because given the climate with celebrations and gestures and all that stuff... We didn't make a gesture. We did throw something towards the supporters. He, he didn't really. He threw a bit of tape on the ground. So, I don't, I don't know how you can say he threw it at somebody or towards somebody... People take off tape and throw it away. 
for me, there's nothing in it at all. If there's going to be something made of this, then I'll be the first one at the front of the queue backing him up. Well, no surprise that Neil Lennon's coming out and backing his player. Um, that was always going to happen. I thought Lee Griffiths last night, I thought he played very well. He's starting to look sharp again. I'm delighted he's back. Gordon, I think uh, he can really offer a lot to Celtic. He's, he's starting to get a good partnership with Edward. I, I totally understand what Neil's saying about, well, it was nothing. But don't put yourself in the position when you come off. Of course you're going to take a bit of flack. He's just scored against Kilmarnock and he set up the winner. He's had a very good game. What do you want? You think Kilmarnock uh, supporters sitting next to the dugout is going to give him a, a round of applause? Well done, league. On you go. Brilliant to see you back. Of course, that's the nature of the beast, especially when you play with a team like Celtic and you're away from home and you're sit- the away fans are sitting next to you. But don't... I know it's a silly thing. I really do. But don't put yourself in that position. What is the point even throwing, whether it's tape or whatever it may be, and Neil saying he's thrown it uh, on the ground, he threw it towards the, the, the supporter. Do not put yourself in that position, especially you're on your way back. Everything was good. He's right about his behaviour on the pitch. I thought he played well, scored a goal. He got the he put the ball in for uh, Julian to score a winner. His link up play was good. Enjoy your night. Get off and say, right, can't wait for my next game to come against Ross County. George is in Rutherglen. I believe you wanted to discuss this incident, George. Yeah, 45 minutes is took East to discuss this incident. 45 minutes. I oh, feel. Talking about it now, George. I know that, but <laughs> this is where my point's coming in, mate. Aye. Um, it's kind of been brushed under the carpet, I think, a while. Especially the, the media. I can tell you right now, he did throw it at a fan. I've seen it on the telly. Aye. And he should be pulled up for it. You know, we're going on about fans throwing things at players. All right, it's about a tape. Still, he shouldn't be doing it. And if that was Alfred O'Morellis that done that, it'd be mentioned at the beginning of the call, the beginning of the, co- the, the show, and the papers would be all out like a rash. This is where we're getting judged differently, and Morellis is getting judged differently. He was intent to throw a bit of tape, no matter what it was, at an opposing fan. He should get pulled up for it, and the compliance officer should do him for it. Yeah, Gordon thought he was wrong to throw the tape. Mark, what do you think George obviously yeah. does as well? No, listen, I, I don't think there's there's any doubt about it. You know, I've seen the pictures. He certainly threw the tape towards the fan. I don't think he's thrown at the ground. Um, and listen, the guys are right. Lee Griffiths did well in the game. He's just back and he, everything's looking rosy. Even if he's taking abuse, listen, you just can't do it. You, you just can't. Throw things. I mean, we're talking to a, a society, a, a game here that we can't even celebrate or go near the crowd with your own fans when you score. So you can't be throwing things as little as it is because you then, I know Neil doesn't want it to be a story, but with the scrutiny on players at this moment in time and Morelos gets it for gestures, it just becomes a story out of nothing. Do you think it would be a bit worse if it was Morelos? Honestly, Mark, I know you're a Celtic um, man. But just in the environment we're in at the moment, um, the man. I know I, he doesn't do himself any favours, but I think it would be highlighted I, a wee bit more. Listen, I, I'm not too sure because as soon as I got up this morning and I'm reading social media and, uh, you know, I, I see it. It's there. Everyone was reporting on it. I mean, the the, the guys, the journalists at the game, George Barr asking asking Neil Lennon about it. So they, they, they pulled Neil... On it right away So I don't think anybody Was trying to hide it 
Um, no, but it seemed, it seemed to be more a point that it was against Boyd with the point of the finger. Really, that that bit of the you know what happened at the end of the game wasn't as highlighted as much as what you know the the, the point that Boyd would have been at. I, listen, you know, at the end of the day, it was hardly nothing, and to half the things that happened to Morelos is hardly nothing. But if you're going to judge them all the same, then I think mm-hmm. you should get pulled up by the compliance officer and get done for it. George is. Is onto something in the sense, God, that this this is where we're at. So you mm-hmm. can you can you can blame whoever you want, and this is Glasgow in a way. They started it, no, they started it. We actually now are in a footballing environment, and you can't tell me anyone genuinely enjoys it. Where we have to debate gestures and what they might mean in this country, what they might mean in another, and who it was specifically directed at, and was the bit of tape thrown on the ground or was it thrown at? So I mean, this is this is. It is, it is getting a bit ridiculous But you can understand why everyone At least wants some sort of consistency with it The, bo- the bottom line's simple Gordon um, Players know What's going to happen it's, Everything's highlighted Now I understand George or Ranger support Come on and say Well if it was Morellas It would have been I, I, I can't be bothered with all that nonsense Right I just think it's total nonsense I think that um, You look back about Well what about that gesture What about this Players have got a responsibility to behave themselves. It's hard enough because we are talking about supporters throwing coins and doing what they were doing last season and try to sort that out and how we feel for players. I totally understand Lee Griffiths coming off of there and he's getting it from all angles from the Kamarnock supporters. What? That doesn't bother. That shouldn't bother him because he's going to get it. The lads just scored. He's been party winning against Kilmarnock. He's he's set up the winner. He's come off there. He's had a great night. He's getting himself back in the fitness. Do not put yourself in that position. And nobody's going to tell me. Well, it was okay. It was there was nothing in it. He threw a bit of tape. Don't throw the tape at the supporter because that's what he did. Yeah, make it quick. The news is fast approaching, George. I don't know. That, that's fine. Sometimes I think. What about it? It's just a cop up, a cop out for no asking a direct question. I think that's sometimes used a lot by the panelists. Um, it's actually in regards to the Rangers midfield. I think there's a lot of players that are there are quite the same. Um, I think Gerard should be looking for a wee bit of mix in there. I know he's all thinking about another striker, but I think we seen that um, last night. Um, three midfielders there all doing the same job kind of thing. Yeah, um, I think we need a wee bit more diversity. That's a fair point, uh, Gordon. And I want you to answer it quickly because the news is coming up. I saw people making that on on social media as well. In a game like that, were the three of them maybe a bit similar? Uh, yeah, uh, but once again, I'll get back to saying that the Rangers manager so far has got it bang on. If he wins his game in hand, he's top of the league. Um, if he wins the rest of his game, he wins uh, the games. He wins the league, so it's very hard to argue. Yeah, it's I, just people looking I, for improvement. Yeah, though. Yeah, you can I, always yeah. do that. I think. I think when Arfield's in there in the middle of the park, he gives he gives them something different. He's the one that goes beyond. He's the one that can get in the box and get any good position and score goals. So I don't really think the Rangers should be looking at a midfield player just now. George and Rutherford, thank you very much for the call. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. It is Beat the Pundit time. It's your chance to win a signed ball, but only if you get more football questions right than Mark Wilson or Gordon DL. We say it every Thursday. It sounds easy, but they've actually got not too bad a, a rate of wins. So if you fancy it tonight and you want to get one over on them, it's 01419511025 and you have to call us before 7 o'clock. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Time to get your calls in. Plenty of it. We're here until 8 o'clock. 01419511025 at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Been looking back on as many of last night's talking points as possible, but if there's some we've missed, then. You know the number You can bring them up 01419511025 What about that battle For third place Motherwell fans Big advantage to you Or still plenty football To be played Aberdeen fans I'm sensing a bit of uh, What's the word A bit of anger A bit of frustration On social media From you after that Defeat to Motherwell So why not let us know What you made of that game Last night After we do this of course Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, Mark Wilson or Gordon DL, one of them will be taking on Lewis from Clyde Bank. How are you, Lewis? Yeah, not bad, thanks. How are you? Not too bad, Lewis. A Rangers fan, what did you make of the result last night? Yeah, um, only 1 0, but that's a sign of champions, isn't it? That's very true. That's what they say mm-hmm. sometimes, Mark Wilson. Over, uh, I, I think you were right, though. I'm detecting a lot of. Um, what was it Doom and gloom you said Celtic fans wanted more last night Rangers fans ah, wanted more Is anybody happy Exactly That's You know you just won these games Get them out of the way Anyway you can give us a call After we play Beat the Pundit I'm going to toss the coin If it's heads Lewis You're going to be taking on Mark And if it's tails It will be Gordon And it is tails It's Gordon DL against Lewis From Clyde Bank Okay Ready Yeah yeah yep. Right I'm going to give you some Clyde 2 To listen to Gordon that way he cannot hear your answers Lewis, here are the rules You've got 30 seconds Head to head with Gordon You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Let's do it Who's the captain of Hearts? Christoph Brenner What was the half-time score in last night's Kilmarnock Celtic game? 1-0 Celtic Who did Ian Maxwell replace as Scottish FA Chief Executive? Pass Who are currently top of the Highland League? Brother Rangers Motherwell's Liam Donnelly is from which country? Uh, Scotland Which Celtic player is joining Genk on loan? Uh, Bio Who was the first non-Scottish team Kenny Miller played for? Uh, Wolves What is the traditional What is the traditional name of Livingston's home ground? Uh, Almondville Okay, let's see if we can bring Gordon back Gordon, can you hear us? Yes, I can Great stuff Same set of questions to you You ready? Yep Who is the captain of Hearts? Naismith What is the half-time score in last night's Kilmarnock Celtic match? Uh, one now Celtic Who did Ian Maxwell replace As the Scottish FA's Chief Executive Oh pass Come in Who's currently top of the Highland League uh, The Highland League uh, Butterine Mother was Liam Donnelly Is from which country England Which Celtic player Is joining Genk on loan Pass Who is the first Go Kowasi Right Who is the, the first Non-Scottish team Kenny Miller played for Non-Scottish team yes. Wills Okay <laughs> I think you had them rattled Lewis <laughs> I know I was, was I never thought I'd done too well We're going to have to get Producer Andy to quickly clip that I want to know what you said For the Highland League For <laughs> the Rangers I think I said I don't think that was an acceptable answer We'll get to that In a second Who's the captain of Hearts Lewis It was Christoph Berra Until last week And it's now oh, Stephen Naismith So Gordon goes in front No that rattled him The half time sc- <laughs> I, I think it's A bit early I think it's a bit early For you to be Talking like that Is it? Is it? Yep. Uh, What was the half time score In last night's Comarnock Celtic match It was 1-0 Celtic You both got that right So it's 2-1 to Gordon Who did Ian Maxwell replace As the Scottish FA's Chief Executive Stuart Reagan? Oh. Anyone? No. 
Who is currently top of the Highland League Lewis said Brora Rangers quite clearly That's what I said And gets the point You Brora I don't know what you said I said Brora Rangers Nah I don't, I don't oh. Mark what, what was your Because you laughed And that's what sort of Brora Rangers It's a new teeth threw me off Right let The stewards inquiry Places the Scottish FA's chief executive Oh it's too long oh, And my. producer Andy Let me cut that down I'm not playing the it full thing again definitely says Borough right, Rangers hold on, I think we're going this time It's just my throat was Borough Rangers There you go Borough Rangers No I'm not getting Borough Rangers Borough Rangers One more time Stewards inquiry VAR one more time Borough Rangers Nah Rangers. no way no It way. is Mark Oh come on Producer Andy Nah he's shaking the head Right So that's uh, Lewis equalised <laughs> Motherwell's Liam Donnelly Is from Northern Ireland He's a Northern Ireland oh, International so he Oh so he is um, oh, no. Good good He never got that either. Which <laughs> Celtic player Is joining Genk On loan Is Kouassi None of you got that oh, Lewis I did, said I did bio. I said that right after it yeah, but You said Play it back no, Play you it said back pa- <laughs> You said pass First I <laughs> said Pass to Kouassi No I'm sorry um, <laughs> The first non-Scottish team Kenny Miller played for Was Wolves yes. You both got that one Oh right. no <laughs> well, Did he get another question? He did Well what was it? What is the traditional name Of Livingston's home ground? Would you have got it? Almond uh, Al- Almondale uh, uh, Alvindale Al, uh, <laughs> He certainly wouldn't have got it Alvindale uh, Alvindale What is it? Lewis tell him what it is Almondvale It's Almondvale well, Lewis Almond got Vale. it in. Oh. One, two, three Four for Lewis And three for Gordon DL Well oh, done Lewis Thanks very much my friend oh. <laughs> Yes Lewis Lewis uh, just give producer Andy your address Since you're in Clyde Bank We'll get Gordon to drop Hold the ball on off On the way home <laughs> Get back Thanks to that Borough Rangers no. <laughs> There's no way right. One more time Right there you go Borough nah. Rangers Borough nah. nah. Absolutely not I was saying it no in way. a Highland twang Sorry <laughs> Defeat Is that the first of 2020? Oh, the first of the new the decade first, is it? the first in I cannot believe it. I got Kwasi Come on No you didn't I did I say his past nonsense. sort of a Kwasi Absolute nonsense I'm afraid oh, Well done Lewis He was good Aye. You want the stats good. though? Your first defeat since September I think it's a third of the season. I'm Your gutted. first of first in September. I'm a winner. I'm I'm gutted, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Any Motherwell or Aberdeen fans out there? Give us your take on that battle for third in the game last night. It was a significant victory for the Steelmen at Petodre. You would have been happy, Gordon. I would imagine. Oh, a brilliant result! Absolutely brilliant. I said on Tuesday that you know, gone are the days when you go to Petodre, um, Motherwell, and thinking, yeah, points are a great result. I said that they, they could be positive and get three points and that's exactly what happened. Good goal, I've got to say. Big by Englishman. The, by yeah. the big English boy <laughs> that was signed from English Northern <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> I don't know when he moved, um, but uh, a good header and a good goal, good victory and well deserved. I think I've it was a foul say. before it on Ferguson. Nah. Yeah, you're clutching. I thought I could have went either way. I think it could have went either way. I think you don't know your audience in here if you're expecting Mm, that. Listen, Motherwell's done great. And, you know, they just keep churning out results. But to go to Pataudry, that was a real statement last night. Hard place to go. Dylan McGee coming in, Aberdeen squad's looking better. But the fans certainly weren't mm. happy at the end yet And they've they've shown that. Motherwell fans, just how pleased were you? Aberdeen fans, educate me because I live. My life looking at social media and the reaction was furious to, was towards Derek McInnes, towards Aberdeen. Is that just is that just a social media thing? Is that just that usual outpouring? 
How frustrated are you in reality? 01419511025 Stephen Robinson says it's one of the best away performances since he arrived at the club He was happy with the organisation and the way they put their bodies on the line Yeah, I'm delighted with the, the performance levels um, To come here, it's a, a very hard task but They've got a very good squad, Aberdeen I've, I've utmost respect for the management staff And to come here and you know be as disciplined and, and perform like that Credit to the players to put their bodies on the line when they needed to. You know, I thought we were really organised and disciplined. We've been better on the ball. Um, you know, I've, I've been highly critical, which is very, very difficult after a, a performance like that. But we can be better than that. We can play better in terms of our possession. But when we had to defend and when we had to put our body on the line and stay organised and disciplined, probably one of the best away performances that I've had in my time here. It's still early stages, I think. You know, we just started the second period. Of the season, first league game, we can't start better than that. You know, we had a, a real difficult four games with Dundee and Aberdeen, and the thing we've done, we've won a couple of games and then lost the next one. So we have to be right on it for the Hibs game, and we'll make sure we are. Managers get judged on a couple of things: results, obviously, mm-hmm. recruitment is probably the next one, would you say? And then also the way they improve players that they've already got. Gordon mm-hmm. and Stephen Robinson gets. Credit for results He gets credit for the recruitment Declan Gallagher Liam Polworth Standout examples this season What about developing players That, that were already There or, or you know Have been there for a while Liam Donnelly You've heard the story before He was a bit part player A lot of injuries Didn't really play Was really a defender A centre half Plays in midfield this season Defensive midfield He's up to 10 goals for the season Brilliant return uh, I've got to say The manager Ticks all the boxes Occasionally watch him uh, training in Ravenscree, Gordon, when I'm there, obviously, every morning working out in the gym. That's why I've got the physique I've got. And when the weather's cold, mother will train indoors, as you know. We stand there and watch. And he puts a lot of work into organisation, working in players. I think another one, a perfect example, I think is getting better and better every time I see him, is young James Scott. I think he's got to be an absolute star. I really do. I think he's got everything in his locker. I think the Motherwell manager has got to take all the credit in the world. I really do. And obviously he's got a good staff in there, Keith Lasley and people like that, uh, that help. And um, they're just... To go last night, uh, and it wasn't a surprise for me. And I know that Aberdeen fans can go on and social media and go off their head at the Aberdeen manager. Motherwell are a real good side. That's us four points in front of Aberdeen now. Europe, here we come. I can't wait to see the draw. <laughs> Funny he mentions working out in the gym, Mark. When I pulled into the car park this morning, I saw his car was there. So I thought, oh, it's well. So I'll, I'll see him when I get in the gym. I walked into the gym, nowhere to be seen. So the car was in the car. I don't know. So exactly, the car was in the car park. He wasn't in the gym. So I can only assume that he swapped their own machine for the vending machine and was <laughs> hanging out in the cafe. That, that, that would true. explain he the physique. That's not true. Uh, Derek McInnes thought Aberdeen were the better team despite losing. He says they did deserve to be punished for the goal and left themselves with it all to do in the second half. We build the game as a very important game. So the results, everything. I think uh, we're up against a good side. Um, I thought. You know, no surprises for Morrow. I thought we had to fight for every inch in that first half. I thought the midfield area was pretty even in there, but I thought I thought we uh, weren't getting pushed about in there. I thought we kind of passed the ball better at times. I thought we were a better team, um, but ultimately uh, the results everything. The goal we lose deserves to be punished uh, from our point of view, the way we defended it. I thought we were uh, being competitive enough. I thought the players were working extremely hard, and there wasn't a lot in it. I think it was two teams with a healthy regard for each other, kind of going toe to toe, but. Like I say, I thought we were the we had the better of the opportunities in the first half. 
But ultimately, we go down one 0 and um, we've got it all to do. Um, Muller will get something to hang on to, and I thought they defended well, and they've shown their capabilities as they have done throughout the season. You know, we've got, you know, I think they're a good side, Muller. But like I say, I thought we were better, but it counts on the hunt when you don't take your chances. The ongoing feeling surrounding Derek McInnes fascinates me because we're obviously outsiders, Gordon, and it's it's mm. quite easy to to take a simplistic view in things and say, well, Aberdeen are fourth; they're only four points behind third. There's a, every chance they will finish third. And that's where you would expect them to finish Because they ain't going to touch Celtic or Rangers So what's the drama? However, people who are there People who go every week People who pay their money People who are emotionally invested in the club Queue up to tell us That they're just not happy with what they're seeing at the moment Yeah, it surprises me Because Mark's right If you look at their starting 11 last night It's a very, very good uh, squad, Gordon And outside Rangers and Celtic It's probably the highest wage budget uh, In that league uh, compared, especially compared against Motherwell Who are sitting four points in front um, With the new training ground and everything I think Aberdeen fans are expecting a lot more um, Derek, yes he had some great seasons Finishing second to Celtic When Rangers were not in the league uh, But lately they've struggled a little bit um, You know, you would expect Aberdeen to get to cup finals And maybe win an odd cup here and there Especially with the squad and the resources that they have. Uh, so, you know, sometimes you're there that long. And Derek, uh, you know, he's been there a right few years, done a terrific job. I'm not I'm not criticising him for his, the job that he's done. But sometimes, you know, you can just overstay your welcome a little bit. And I think, I don't, I think one or two Aberdeen supporters are now looking, thinking, has Derek taken us as far as he possibly can? Because you're right. By the way that everything goes, Celtic Rangers challenge for the league and then you should really have Aberdeen finishing above the rest. Just now, it's not happening for them. And they've had some poor results. Especially not far away though, that's the thing. No, but, but they've had some poor results this year, at, especially at home, drawing the cup to Stenhouse Muir, for instance. And, you know, they've lost a few games and drawn up there. And Aberdeen fans expect a lot from their team. I don't think they're expecting to win the league, but I think they're expecting really to be up there in third and challenging for cups. And just now it's not happening. But I'm sure that Derek's working very hard to turn it around. But he has got a very good squad there. Like I say, Mark, if you were just to look at the league table, you probably wouldn't bother asking the question. I'm asking it purely because, and you can dismiss it, you can say that's what happens on Twitter, that's what happens on social media. But the reaction last night was, was quite severe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Derek knows that, though. I, I, even I think when Derek was at his height, you know, and he was second with Aberdeen, he was getting to cup finals. There was always, there's always been a a small band of Aberdeen fans who who keep saying, "Oh, he's took us as far as we can go." You know, we got to the cup final, but we didn't beat a an invincible Celtic side. Derek's took us as far as we could go, and he, he bounced back from that, and he bounced. So he's he's had this wee group that's that's always been niggling away. The the question is <clears throat> with Derek, you get rid of him, a guy who's been consistent over the years in in terms of where they finish in the table and getting to latter stages of the cups. You bring somebody else in. Who who? I mean, do you go the foreign route that Hearts have went down and it takes a wee bit of time? Derek's invested so much into the squad and training ground that I think it's the right decision that he he sees this through and he he gets a chance. To get a bit of money from this new investment that's coming in to bolster the squad. Now, I don't think he'll challenge Rangers and Celtic, but he'll give, give himself a better chance. He's shown he can, he can 
almost get there if you like in terms of cup competitions. Maybe he just needs that wee bit of extra cash that might be coming in the summer to help him get there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need to get in touch tonight. It was a full fixture card last night. Loads of talking points. Some we've touched on, some we haven't. So if you want to elaborate on something or bring up something new, now is the perfect time to do so. We're going to get the guys a full time teaser next as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here. Gordon Diel suffered a crushing blow, a defeat on Beat the Pundit. He's having a bit of a nightmare. So let's see if he can go one better on tonight's full time teaser. A nice, easy question for you, this one. Uh, sent in by David this evening to full time at Clyde1.com. Can you name 10 players yeah. who've played in Scotland? And won the English Premier League But only once uh, Ian Wright Yes Chris Sutton Yep um, Played Colin in- Henry Lovely Ah oh, beautiful Chris Sutton um, Kinchelskis No He won it more than once didn't He did he? win it more than once Thinking uh, of a Blackburn player. I like David. Well I like him. David Style. He says this is according to Wikipedia's list ah. of English Premier League winners. Uh, Stephen Honshaw. No. No. Henningberg. Nope. Damien Duff. Nope. Yeah. Some of those guys you meant. Well, Berg's won it more than once. Oh, has he? Oh, I yeah. Okay. Don't think Damien Duff's won it, has he? <clears throat> he was, anyway, he's not on the list, so. Um, okay we'll leave it there You've got plenty of time 10 players who played in Scotland And won the English Premier League But only once So it rules out guys like Henningberg It rules out a couple of the other uh, High profile The Foles never won it has he? No Alright we'll get back to it Because you've got three already You've got Chris Sutton Colin Hendry And Ian Wright Three down seven to go Let's speak to Robbie Who's a Celtic fan from Falkirk What did you make of the game last night Robbie? Uh, I have to agree with Gordon and Mark I thought Celtic the shape of the team, the three-five-two, looks really, really good. And I like the flexibility of the team. The reason being is obviously when Celtic, a team are coming on to Celtic, Celtic are defensive, and they're going to be really be playing uh, with five at the back. And when they're pushing forward, Frimpong is uh, Frimpong and whoever else. It was John Hayes. It's then becoming a five-man midfield with two up front. Um, and I, I think that if Neil Lennon sticks with this team, then James Forrest, with this system, sorry. And James Forrest isn't he going to get in? No matter what Gordon thinks, he'll just not get into that team. Now he did play the three-five-two with Hibbs at home, and he played James Forrest up front alongside Edward. He didn't play him off Edward; he played him up front, the same way that Griffiths would. The two, he was actually an out-and-out front two that uh, for it, and I think he changed it in the second mm. half. And he didn't look too good, good then. And I think I really like the flexibility of the system. And I think it's totally wrong Now this is what I'm going to go with That you change your full system Just to suit one player To bring him Now I'm going to say to Gordon He's spot on See if it goes back to a 4-2-3-1 You can then put Forrest Now I was wondering if Mark And Gordon agree with me here That it would be a good If it does go back to the 4-2-3-1 And Forrest comes back in like what Gordon said that, that probably would happen if it goes back to that system that moving Jeremy Fringpong one forward to keep the heat on for us right on his heels in that right wing position I would like to see Frimpong push forward one uh, and if you just want to go ahead and answer that one I'll get back I, on another point I, 
I'm, I know what Daz will say in this mm-hmm. And I, I'll probably agree with him You know, being a full back You know, I'm I'm, I'm different from Frimpong Because he started at a winger But I always like seeing the game in front of me um, Having someone outside me to pass it to um, Frimpong is really creative You know, he can stand up and square up a defender And go by him um, I think he likes receiving the ball You know, in front of him And as the time to gallop on Can stop and start and go by people um, A lot of the time you, you need to think When James Forrest gets the ball Or a winger Or any winger gets the ball They've got a full back Almost within a couple of yards of them And it's that's where That's why wingers are probably so inconsistent They get judged on Whether they can drop a shoulder And just go by somebody With their first touch I think Frimpong would be better I think he's hugely suited to the three-five-two, Where he's half and half Almost, but he can gallop on. I just think Forrest is much better at getting the ball with a winger, uh, a fullback right at him, and he can make a split second decision. Robbie, might it be the case though that this system is only getting used because James Forrest isn't available and because El Yunusi isn't available? So your first choice wingers aren't there, and th- and maybe that's why the, the system's getting used. No, no, because I just told you there, the new the Hibs game, he played Forrest up front, he had to play Forrest. I was saying that, that was because of an injury. They decided to go with James Forrest instead of Lewis Morgan up front. You mind the three five two against Hibs? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. That, that's what I mean. Though do you, I'm just I'm not saying I disagree. I'm asking you the question: with everybody fit, do you think Neil Lennon plays this system at all? I would like to see him go with it. Personally, my, 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 my own opinion, I would like to see him go with the three five two. I'm like to make, make another point. That's an interesting one, and it comes from Gordon, previously being a manager, and Mark. See a couple of times on, on, on I made this point to you a couple of weeks ago. See this. And the manager sees him in training The manager sees him in training To an extent It's a double-edged, it's a double-edged sword for me Because I'll tell you why Right See the punters You can't kid on the punters You just can't kid them on Because see, see, see at the end of the day as mo- Fitness aside And uh, de- de- Depending on, on How the players are taking information See I see the, man- the manager sees him in training See at the end of the day See the punters They see them at the most important Place and that's on the field they play. So when you hear about guys coming on and making uh, points, and, 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 and some of your panelists will say, "I see them in training." See the end. See the end of the day with decisions. You can't cut. You can't cut the, the punters on. They see them where it, where it counts the most. Mm. You know that's a good point. Another thing I want. Another thing I want to answer, Mark. See if you've got one. And Gordon, it's a very interesting point I'm going to make. See if you've got a guy, right, and you're one. There's two going for one position, but there's one that's no cutting it in training. But you think to yourself, hmm, didn't look good this week. I'll tell you one thing. See last week when he when he actually played for me, he played an absolute blinder. He's maybe off. His touches a wee bit off. He, he, he's no looking. He's just no looking as sharp as somebody else. How do you see that? Because see, at the end of the day, see what counts for me. I understand that the, the training thing is important for prep, but see at the end of the day, where it counts the most. It's on a Saturday That's where it counts the most So I want to hear How you've made decisions In the past with that Yeah well Managers nowadays Go with different formations Different teams uh, I like I've got to say I like I like the 3-5-2 Just because we're, We've sort of Touched on that What about mm. the last point there About the importance Of how a player trains Versus the importance Of how he, how he plays How much Did you Balance them up No because other I, managers I, I, I always, I always had. Um, you could tell that there's a lot of players, Gordon, 
uh, when I was managing, you look at them in training, they're absolutely brilliant. Put them on the big pitch, 11 v 11, and they're a completely different player. I can understand Robbie's point of view of that. Um, There's players vice versa, though, yeah, of that. Yeah, who, uh, uh, yeah. Ter- exactly. Terrible He's trainers, but... Brilliant on the pitch. Aye. I was one of them. Um, but... It's up to the manager when he looks at the team, the opposition he's playing against, personnel, everything. Systems are all different now. Me personally, I go with the guys in form. On a Saturday rather than training. Yes, yes. Until they let me down in the match day when I can say, right, I can look them in the eye and tell them the reasons why I'm going to leave them out of the team that day. And give them the explanation Rather than turn around and say Well you've not trained well from Monday to Friday You missed a few shots You went over a bar uh, In the shooting practice So I'm not going to play to, I would I would judge it on a match day To be fair maybe I think it's something That's a comment people throw out there When they actually don't know the answer Mark Because no one is no one is for a second suggesting Greg Taylor doesn't train well We have no idea mm. if he trains well you, you, you almost just have to let it dangle as a possibility Because every Celtic fan comes on and asks Why does Johnny Hayes play ahead of Greg Taylor? And it's almost like well Maybe it's something to do with tra- training Because at the moment Maybe there's not a great deal of evidence to suggest anything else Maybe um, But look, Johnny Hayes has come in and Maybe as he, he, as he maybe let, the manager as, thinks Hayes is better. That's than, what I was going to say. Yeah. Of course, he's, I'm he's talking, never I'm really talking let, about the eyes of these Celtic fans because we're inundated with his yeah. this opinion. And maybe maybe the manager thinks that the games Greg Taylor has played, what are the eight of them or nine of them or something like that, he hasn't been outstanding enough to keep his place. I'd said early on the show, I would like to see a lot more of Greg Taylor. When you bring a player in and he's a player who's steady and an internationalist now, I think he could do a fantastic job for Celtic, but... Neil Lennon is the one that picks the team. No, listen, back in when I was at Celtic, the one that kind of strikes up a chord with that was Derek Rardin. Derek Rardin used to split uh, supporters mm-hmm. as well, and people used to always say, "Why is Gordon Stratton never play him?" And and Gordon used to say, "Best finisher at the club," and he was he was outstanding. But Gordon wanted a team who would work. So Derek would come on and he might score one in the top corner, and he had outrageous ability, brilliant. But Gordon wanted guys. To work in a specific way In the build up to a game And that's why Derek probably didn't get as much game time And it was the same as this Fans were going Can I believe he's not playing And it was it's, I can see how it's difficult To tell the difference But managers just have their Their ways of working through the week Robbie before we let you go What did you make of the Lee Griffiths incident Towards the end of the game? Uh, I thought it was a bit of nothing incident um, I mean all it was, was a, 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 If he's taking that type of abuse Then you've got to actually look at what he actually done I mean he never threw a bottle Or a heavy object That could have struck somebody's head It was just a bit of tape off his hand That he threw in the direction Of a Kilmarnock supporter Who by all accounts Was giving him abuse Due to his mental health and Even Craig Gordon I suppose he's a Craig Gordon I've seen today And even he was, even he was having A finger point At the, the accused like, You know what I mean So at the end of the day There's only a bit of tape But you know It's like with all firm guys Celtic and Rangers players involved It gets, it gets all blown out of proportion Yeah it? Gordon's take on it And Mark's similar though They agree that yeah It was only a bit of tape But that quite simply He shouldn't have done it Do you understand that Argument as well? Uh, absolutely Absolutely It should have just ignored See another thing as well I like to see guys just blank out See like guys like Billy McNeil And Walter Smith And these guys like, I'm even talking about Like Neil Lennon Can get a wee bit <laughs> Even if he's receiving abuse, just ignore it. Mind that stuff he got hit with a coin at Hearts and he put his... It was at Ibrox with Hibs and he put his... 
I think there was a goal for Hibs and he put his, uh, his hands up to his ears and I uh, uh, get it up. You sort of sign with his two arms together. He should have just left. Can, why, why not just ignore the fans at the back? You just totally ignore them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can, Robbie, I can totally understand frustration and, you know, your anger. We've all had, listen, nobody's had more criticism in their Celtic career than Mark Wilson. But the one thing I admire about <laughs> him was <laughs> he, he always walked off when he gets subbed and he, he just sat in the dugout and beat tracks. <laughs> Griffiths, I think, you know, Griffiths, I thought last night, I thought he, he's starting to look back to his old best. And yeah, he goes over and gives it to Chris Boyd. I'm not interested in that childish stuff. If he wants to do that, then fine. I wouldn't bother what Chris Boyd says about me. And I don't think Chris Boyd's interested than what Lee Griffiths thinks about him. It's in a personal opinion. And to be fair to Chris Boyd, he was only giving opinion out. So Griffiths gave him one back. Fine, no problem. But when you walk off the pitch, yes, it's the hardest thing in the world when you've got fans giving you what for. And it is. And you've got to bite your... Th- but in the modern day game now, especially... You've got to be in your best behaviour. You cannot be seen to be thrown that. You've now given them an excuse. Thank you very much. That was Robbie in Falkirk. Let's move swiftly on and speak to Craig, who is a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. What did you take away from the, the game last night, Craig? Are you a points above everything else, man? Or do you see some areas that concerned you with the performance? Uh, I've got a couple of points, to be honest. Uh, first of all, good evening, Van. How are you doing? Great, great show as usual. But um, A couple of points. Rangers fans need to remember where we were four years ago. Compared to where we are now in the league, right? So that's that's a, a big thing for me. We've got a lot better chance of winning the league this time than we ever have for many years that's gone by. Yes, Morelis not been there. We probably could have got another couple of goals, made it comfortable um, when it maybe comes to goal distance or something like that. But I think all in all, we're playing really well. I think Defoe's been a great add to the to the team. I think he's if you. I think it was Gordon that said it earlier when I was listening. If you get him the, the balls, he'll, make, he'll do the damage at the end. Like I think it's just there's something missing in the middle of the park, personally, I think. Um, I, I kind of steal, apart from Arfield, but the rest of them are all kind of steal. It's all playing the same the same kind of football. Um, I'd like to have seen more goals, to be honest, but I'd rather take the points away than, than no points. That's kind of where I'm at. Hmm. That's a, listen, that was the point I was making earlier on, Craig. The, uh, these games... <laughs> you kind of take these games for granted that I know fans turn up um, to Ibrox and Celtic Park and they want you know mind-blowing football that results in 4 and 5 nil. but the reality is teams come and make it difficult um, and you, coming back from Dubai in the, the, the winter break you would take you would take a 1-0 and move on you know the Rangers will play better um, uh, in weeks to come no doubt about that but these games are are sticky in terms of the midfield area. I mean, Arfield was playing there a couple of weeks ago, and and people were saying he's you know he's much better in that position, and Rangers are playing better, and he's been an outstanding player, and he was on the bench last night. But Ryan Jack was adding goals to his games, yeah, going uh, forward yeah. as well, going forward. So I'm, I think you said it earlier, Daz. I think Rangers are. I know it might not look uh, you know creative at every single moment, but that's. You know, Ryan Kent's there, you know, Aribo's there, you know, Ojo and guys like that are, are further forward to, to try and create. You know, those three that played last night are a solid bunch. I mean, and, and the three that played at Celtic Park, people were raving about how the game was won in the midfield area at Celtic Park because of the, the midfield. So I don't think it's a, 
Uh, for me personally mm. I don't think it's a great worry for Rangers What else is on your mind Craig? I'm conscious that we're approaching a break But I want to give you your, give you your say well, I, I just I just like it I, I think I sometimes take a bit of stock just To be honest I, I'm, I'm, I've been a Rangers fan since I was old enough to see Rangers I think I was taking to Rangers games with my father and that years ago And blah 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 But I just think people seem to forget Yes we all want top fight football And we want games like when Gascoigne was playing And we want games like when Loudrop was playing But we've, we've been really low in, in the league tables for, for a wee while there We were doing a few leagues Blah 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 It's going to take time To get back to that And I think Rangers fans and As a whole Need to remember That we're building back To that point We're no, we're no there yet But we will get there eventually Perhaps that's Where part of it lies though Gordon When you, when you have made that journey And now you're as close As you've ever been That that just ramps everything up It ramps up the pressure Ramps up the the intensity of everything Yeah there's pressure On both sides Obviously Celtic Want to go on And clinch that nine In the row Rangers want to stop them uh, So there's pressures And where, I, where I'm sort of uh, Not getting the And Craig's saying about Well Rangers fans Got to remember Where we were Four years ago Yeah of course But it's a completely Different Rangers now In the sense of The amount of money That they spend The manager they've brought in The coaching staff They've brought in Um the players that they've brought in, the wage bill that they've got. You're looking at over the last two years, Gordon, uh, well, not even two years under Stephen Gerrard, you're looking at over 34, 35 players over brought in. So it's completely different. Yeah, I don't think you can now go back and say, well, you know, we've got to remember where we were four years ago. You're in some position now to go and try and win a league. Craig, thank you very much for your call. We'll hopefully speak to you soon. On tonight's teaser, we're looking for... 10 players who played in Scotland And won the English Premier League But only once So you've got Chris Sutton yeah. Colin Hendry And Ian Wright so far Yeah I've got one Andy King Leicester Yes Good one So a Very I, good one If that's the case then uh, Schmeichel came to Falk mm-hmm. Falker And won the league with Leicester as well Correct shout. Any more Leicester Madison No he wasn't there was he no. Mike, Mike Newell Mike Newell <laughs> Oh, yes. Well done. Have that. Okay, we'll leave it there. You've got a few more to get. We'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We're looking for the answers to the teaser. See, the, the good thing about the teaser is you just. Blame David who sent the question in Because he's already been in touch To say that Remember we were asking for 12 players uh, 10 players are now looking for 12 Oh, oh that day day is going along? Is Guys that like David are causing me no end uh, of problems. I, I, I checked this as well Which is even more So I take part of the blame But uh, So we're looking for 12 players Who've played oh, in Scotland 12. And won the English Premier League once This is according to Their Wikipedia pages of course So you've oh, got man. Chris Sutton Colin Hendry Mike Newell Ian Wright Andy King Casper Schmeichel Dion Dublin by any chance? Yes, well done Great and, shout by the way And Henrik Larsson Brilliant, well done Yes ah, I told you man So from your new revised numbers You've got four to get Four uh, Go on, you uh, give the Chelsea one That's wrong uh, Yeri Yarisic Yes Yes Well done yes. Matt Wilson Right, three to get We'll get them a bit later on Let's speak to Justin In the city centre Hi Justin Hi guys Hi guys How are you? Ah, uh, not too bad Good. Not too bad At least it's not raining That's always a bonus Absolutely uh, <laughs> Um it was just a, 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 a question for for all of you guys, to be honest with you, just your thoughts. I was having lunch today with a, nice. a respected source, let's say, um, uh, which uh, it, it pained me to listen to what he was saying, but he's, anything he's ever kind of 
gave to me, he's in the game, and he's ever gave to me, or I've spoken to me about has tended to happen. Um, so I, I kind of pay me, I just thought, well, I'll see what the panel think. First um, of all, where were you having lunch? And uh, and South Finniston And did he pick uh, up the tab, this guy? Don't go to that, you're listening Asmaro's down there That's another reason why he's a decent source Because they always expect to get fed While he's talking about it Anyway, go um, on um, As I say, as a Rangers fan It kind of pained me when he was talking to me But he it, it was kind of reluctant to tell me But the, my, from what he said to me um, Morelos has apparently Agree, a deal has apparently been agreed um, With the proviso that Oh the suspense is killing me here Justin Who's the club? <laughs> um, my, my understanding is it's an English Premier League club Oh he's teasing oh, us Gordon come on Justin <laughs> Is it Justin? Um, my, my, my understanding for, for what he's told me is, If it's to be believed Is that apparently a deal has already been agreed with Tottenham Oh for 25 million quid My um, 25 million with add-ons um, oh. With the proviso that Rangers get a replacement, and I was just thinking, Harry Kane, is that is that a reason why that maybe we have stepped up the interest in um, Tyrese Campbell as a kind of avenue for that? And do you think that would be enough? I know Gerrard has come out and said not for any money, and Dave King's come out and said for not for any money. But do you think that's maybe been a case to make sure that any bid that does come in isn't a low ball? To try and tempt us, and it's going to have to be a, a decent figure before they would be tempted to just to get the, what the panel thought. Well, okay, well, it's, it's not one of it's not one I'm aware of, Gordon. Yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that I I I am more than willing to bow to Justin's source. Um, yeah. What do you yeah. think? Well, I, I'm sure Dave King actually came out and said even if it was 25 million, it wouldn't be sold. In the January did he put a number on it? I think, I he, think he just said for no. I think he mentioned Are you sure? Yes, I think if you go back and look at it, you'll find that I'm correct. Uh, I could be wrong, um, <laughs> but I would find it very surprising, even at twenty five million quid. Um, obviously, Spurs with Harry Kane. Yeah, you can put that jigsaw together out with the, the injuries. Got I think it's a hamstring. Morelos, Mourinho. I speak to. Josie will probably oh, ask Right him. enough This is ridiculous um, Mark let's get a serious answer uh, If listen, we can I'd be astonished but Purely because You know the Rangers manager uh, And the chairman comes out And says He'll not be sold For whatever it is um, And to be honest If Rangers are We were just chatting about it If Rangers are this close You know to Celtic And They've got real aspirations Of winning the league Then you can't sell your main striker who scored, what has he scored, 28 goals Justin, already. did you see in this transfer window, or are you talking about the summer? No. no. My, my understanding for, for, what I've, for what I've been led to believe is that it, it's on the proviso, it will go in this transfer window if Rangers get a replacement and that's the proviso of it, or it, it, it's, it's to be, you know, if not, the push is for to be the, in this window in the next eight days. But if not, then it would be at the end of the season. The problem um, is getting a replacement because in the summer, if it's a summer transfer window, then you've got from, you know, the end of June or mid-June, you know, right up to August to work with this player and get him up to speed and see if he's a, a natural goal scorer like you've scouted him. You bring a guy in just now, he's got to hit the ground running, he's got to start scoring goals right away or the fans are questioning your, your decision-making, your ambition... I don't think they can sell I, I, I get your I get the logic, Justin, about you know, is it 
was that a, a ploy from from Dave King, Stephen Gerrard, to, to drive the price up? But when when they come out and say that he's definitely not leaving, Stephen Gerrard says it, Dave King says it, he's definitely not leaving. If we were to suggest that they weren't being completely honest, then Rangers fans would be a bit annoyed at, at the suggestion. So what, what makes you not inclined to just take them at face value? I just think that, for a, a fan point of view, I totally understand and agree that, that, that you know to let Morelos go in the form that he's in and uh, the talisman that he is to his would be a, a kind of blow for a lot of people, and it would be a kind of surprising avenue. But I just nobody's bigger than the club at the end of the day, and we've had top quality players that have left at maybe no ideal situation before, and we've got over it and we've dealt with. It. I think it's different, I just, Justin. I really do. I I'm sorry. Think- I think well, it's I so different. Now, what I'm going to say is is quite simple for me. I'm not saying that Morelos is the one that's going to win Rangers the league. I'm not saying that, but I think you've got a better chance with Morelos at Rangers than away from Rangers. Now, if they sold Morelos, and even if it was for the 25 million you're talking to, even about even if it was to Spurs, and Rangers did end up finishing second to Celtic. I think that is some decision from the board I really do Well I'll tell you what You've hung the source out there Justin You've not named him But he he is out there Everyone mm. is going to be following this And keeping an eye So keep in touch with us Over the coming days and weeks Before this transfer window closes That was Justin In the city centre Nice lunch today Morelos though Maybe off to Spurs Tell so. Justin if he buys me a lunch I'll give him a few stories <laughs> Keep on going <laughs> <laughs> Good man, that was Justin in the city centre Thank you very much for the call um, Right, let's get back to this teaser We are looking for twi- t- uh, 10, I mean 12 Players mm. Seamlessly brush over that We're looking for 12 players Who played in Scotland And won the English Premier League But only once You've got Mike Newell, Ian Wright, Henrik Larson, Andy King, Casper Schmeichel Chris Sutton, Dion Dublin, Colin Henry Four to get Three to get get. Um, Is Franny Jeffers one? No That's a great shout What about Oh Van Bronckhorst Yep Ah good shout aye That's me out I'm struggling now Two to get One played for Rangers One played for Celtic Come on Mark You might not William Miller No you might not remember Him playing for Celtic It wasn't exactly a long And extensive career What position? He was an attacker if Hugh Keevans was here I'd get him to say the name Because he loves pronouncing this guy's name oh. He's French Hugh says it with so much Oh uh, Jeremy Let's hear Gordon try Because you, could, you couldn't pronounce oh. Brora Rangers on Beat the Pundit I, I, I pronounced it well Okay Move on Aladia is oh, one One more to go Bit easier to pronounce this one For Rangers? Yes Position Goalkeeper Andy Gorham? No because no, you are, you said I. Goalkeeper. Goalie? Yeah. Played in goals. <coughs> Big gloves. Oh, come on, come on, goalie. Right, Rangers. What, what year gone? Give us a clue. 2007 8. Oh. <laughs> People shouting at the radio yep. everywhere. I can actually hear them. I've got it. Love it. Brother. 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 Dazzler has got it Played with Man United Didn't he mm-hmm. Roy Carroll well Oh done. Roy Carroll Superb Good Well shit. done You were horrendous And beat the pundit But you made up for it there Thank you to Gordon and Mark We are back tomorrow At 6 o'clock And it's Callum Gallagher Up next Taking you through The next couple of hours
one Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com.